There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. I'm Miss Danielle, and this is Help a Human Out. I hope you listened to last week's episode because Long Island Medium, Teresa Caputo, yes, she was on the podcast, and the conversation was so incredible. We learned all things paranormal. We talked about spirits and peace, and whose dead dad popped up on the podcast? That would be my dead dad, Andre. So happy to hear from you. Love him. Uh, Yeah, he did. And she told me things that she couldn't have possibly known. Teresa Caputo is the real deal. And the conversation went so long and it was so good. And so many things transpired that you guessed it. Long Island medium Teresa Caputo is back on for part two. For those of us who are on the journey of trying to really, um, you know, understand this, I think part of the reason why I had been skeptical of not only my own gifts, but other people's Mm -hmm. gifts. I come up from a very spiritual family as well. My my grandmother also dreamed different things. And my my mom dreamed dreamed that my brother was going to be hit by a car. She dreamed one of us, she couldn't figure out which one, one of us was going to be hit by a car. And sure enough, it happened. And so like, we've always been, I've never been shamed about my abilities is what Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Now we didn't speak about it freely to right. other people. Mm-hmm. We, it, but in our household, I knew like, okay, the, these things are different in our mm-hmm. family, and that's fine. And we didn't share it with everyone. But I, I think as I've got one of the things was I, I like you said, you asked God. You said, you know, if this is my soul's journey, open every door. I think that I have been so resistant to my gift for so long, mm-hmm. right? That just like you, you described anxiety. Mm-hmm. All these things, right? Because I was, re- I'm resisting what it, what I cannot resist anymore. Right. And so, you know, I experienced massive depression, anxiety. I had so much, so many health issues because when you're fighting against something mm-hmm. that is so there, that's what's going to happen. Your body is going to say, like, "Hey, we're trying yeah. to tell you, you're not listening." And I, and I also experienced some like really shady people in the spiritual world, right? And it's not that they don't have the gifts. Mm-hmm. It's that I can tell you have the gifts and you're not using it for good. Right. And so. But think about it. I always say that's in every occupation we have here. Every. every I'm a teacher. Every occupation, right? I mean, you know, I, I just, and and that's the thing. And I, and I get it. And I think it's also hard because people, they can't understand. It. And I've also told people this. I went, I was on Dr. Oz years ago and there was a Dr. Amen. He actually read my brain as I was reading someone because I, I, I was saying to Dr. Oz, I said, listen, I said, I don't know how this works. All I know is that- Is I feel it and it's here. Yeah. A spirit yeah. starts to clear out my own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions. They're not my thoughts. They're not my feelings. They're not my emotions. I'm seeing and saying things that mean nothing to me, but are life-changing to someone else. And when he, they actually read my brain while I was reading someone, he said, you're- brain, like literally flat lines. He says, and you're accessing a part of your brain that we typically don't. 
I've always said that for years. I don't know how this works. So I think that's the that's the other thing that we were always we're always so quick to judge or to tear something down that we don't understand. And I, I say to people, when we're uncomfortable, when something makes us uncomfortable, I want to know more because I feel when I'm uncomfortable, I'm ready to learn something. Yes. I'm going to learn something, whether it be, I don't care what it is. Anything. Anything. That's the ability to grow. Right. I was just going to say, and growth only happens yep. in the discomfort. When yes. you're uncomfortable, that is when you're mm-hmm. growing. And so sit with that. And we always yeah. talk about here, you know, on Help a Human Out, like sit in your discomfort because you're growing when you do mm-hmm. that. When you run from it or you resist those changes, you're going to recognize really quickly, yep. like you're not going to benefit from that at all. Right. You're, ju- you're just not. All right. So I have a couple random questions um, for those of us who like, I, I love... First of all, Teresa, I absolutely love how you're so transparent with the, I don't know how the hell this works. It just (laughs) comes to me. And because that is real Mm -hmm. as hell. Okay. Because I think that that's what happens is like, I don't know why, but what I am starting to figure out is before, like I've lived a very public life. You know, we, we met prior to the podcast Mm -hmm. with TV stuff and different things. And it was a part of my spirituality was a part of me that I did not share because I felt like people wouldn't understand right. it. Right. I'm, I'm sure you at some point uh, you could relate to that mm-hmm. in the beginning of like, oh, a what thousand is percent. with my family, I've always been super open about mm-hmm. it. And the more that I've hid from it, the more the signs keep coming. Why are you running from this? This is the gift you, you know, yeah, you did TV and radio. Oh, that's awesome. But you like, you are a spiritual healer. What are you doing? Stop mm-hmm. running from it. And so I think I got really scared because I thought to myself, people are going to start, they're going to unfollow me. They're going to not, they're going to think I'm crazy or she's boo woo or all these things. And now I've finally got this piece of knowing like, if they leave, that's okay. Cause I'm not, I'm not for them. The people who need this, Mm -hmm. they're going to find me. I'm going to attract Mm -hmm. them because, Mm -hmm. because this is how this works. And so for people who are coming into their spiritual gifts, for people who think that they want to, like you said, we all have the ability for yeah. the people who are, are don't care about being judged or don't want to, you know, we're the people who are going to shift the world anyway. I firmly believe right. that because we care deeply. We feel things differently. We're not so mm-hmm. caught up in all the craziness. What would be your words of advice or guidance for people who really are working on their spiritual connectivity and and showing up in that space. I think what I've learned is that if I allow someone to hold me back or feel bad or sad about yes. myself, that's my own fault. Oh, come on, Teresa. You know, I I it's something that I felt for a very, very long time because we are all, whoever decided what normal is, that's what I want to know. What is normal? For me, talking to dead people is normal. And it is the farthest thing. And and I share my story with people because I don't care what it is or who you are. Who decided what normal is? Oh my God, it's such a beautiful thing. Question everything. It's our journey. It's our responsibility. I think soul searching was the hardest thing that I had to do. I still soul search. Like when I I had to like really look deep into my soul and decide what it was that I wanted to change or improve. See, I, I choose to use different words for myself. I never use hate, don't like, but I want to change and improve about myself. And what is not serving me a purpose and I worked on it. I let I let it go. I let a lot of things go. And I realized that the only one that I was hurting by not being true to myself was me. 
And you're 100% about, uh, wait, I understand that where the anxiety became more because I was at the point where I couldn't leave my house. Mm-hmm. And when I went through my gift is uh, how I learned that was I'm empathic. So I will feel and take on other people. I could walk into a room, be perfectly fine. If someone has a headache, I instantly have a headache. So the famous story that I tell people is when I was going through my gift and learning what to feel, I was in uh, I was in Bed Bath and Beyond, and I was I was looking at sheets. I will never forget this. This had to be about it was almost thirty. I don't know. It was like maybe twenty six years ago. Okay. And I'm I'm in the aisle, and I could feel my heart pounding, and I'm like, my first instinct was I got to get out of here, and I was like, nope, I have to feel it, and all of a sudden I felt like I couldn't breathe and like I just dropped dead. And the next thing I knew, this woman came up to me about 10 seconds later and she said, oh, um, I, I heard in my head the ones on the left. And I, the, she comes up to me and says, what sheets do you like? And she showed me like uh, it was a plain pair of sheets and then a plaid set. And I picked the plaid set, the ones on the left. On the left, And yeah. she said to me, uh, Oh, she says, those are the ones that my husband would have picked. She said, my husband just unexpectedly died of a heart attack. Oh my God. And in the bedroom and I have to change the room and I'm having a lot of difficulty doing that. She says, so I want to thank you for helping me pick out the sheets. Um, and he helped and her. And he, he helped told you. didn't know. He, t- <laughs> he told you, yeah. But then I was like, okay. Wow. So when I feel this and I feel like I can't breathe and then just die, that means that someone just died of a heart attack. Suddenly wow. just passed of a heart attack. So okay. it took me many years to get to where I am. I mean, that just did it. I mean, it was years and, and, and still even over 20 and years. And you remember it. I, you literally remember because it. Because it was a turning point. I remember it so vividly. I could describe the woman. She was so adorable. Yep. And I, I, I remember the moment. I remember the moment. So similar, similarly, um, the night my dad died, I felt like I was dying. Like, I'm not exaggerating every part of my body to the point where my very best friend in the world, her name is Claire. Um, we met when I was 12 and she was 13. She is a, uh, a, R, a RN and a nurse practitioner. And she was at the time, because remember, this was at the very beginning of COVID. So oh. this was March. Okay. So she was on the front lines in New York. Wow. In the, like she was, so Ugh. I had this overwhelming feeling that I something was wrong. Like I'm dying. So because it was so unbelievably strong, I just yeah. assumed it was her because I'm like, oh. this is the person I'm the most connected to. Mm-hmm. It has to be her. So I call her and I am hysterical. I'm like, something is wrong. Is wow. it you? What is happening? Like, are you sick? Are you okay? COVID? Yeah. Are you okay? And she's literally calming me down and she's like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I'm like, I don't think you are. Like, what is happening? And so she calms me down. I get off the phone. And again, she doesn't think I'm being dramatic because I message her and I say to her, I said, Claire, could I be having a brain aneurysm? Because my my brain hurt Mm -hmm. so bad that I could, to the point where I was like, I have to go to the hospital, like I'm dying. And I was like, Claire, like, I think I'm having a brain aneurysm. She was like, what is it? She she didn't say like, you're being dramatic. She said, what does it feel like? Where's the pain? Because she's a nurse. So she's asking me. So I was like, okay. She was like, it's not an aneurysm. It's something like, I'm like, I'm like, every part of my body feels like I'm dying. And I, I told my partner, he was here, Jeff. I told Jeff, uh, I told, I was like, I feel like I'm dying. Uh, I went to sleep. An hour later, the phone rang. I answered the phone. It's my stepmom. She mm-hmm. said, Danielle, I could hear it the moment. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, ha- she didn't have to say it. She said, Danielle. And as soon as she said it, 
all the pain left my body. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. And so um, I couldn't get a hold of Claire after that, but I messaged her and I said, hey, I love you so much. I tried to call you. It wasn't you. It was my dad. Wow. My dad died tonight. And so when you explain like that heart attack feeling, mm-hmm. I know exactly, like Teresa, when I tell you, I thought I was dying on March 27th. Wow. I literally thought I was dying. Wow. And then he died and it just disappeared. And I was like, oh my God. And so ever since then, things have really been picking up and mm-hmm. it's it's hard. It's, it, yeah. it's hard, but it's also so beautiful. And but now I'm ready for everyone to leave because I know I want to use these gifts you, in the best way. It's still it's still a struggle. Your dad just said to me, and um, there are no regrets. So I don't know if you were supposed to go see him again or supposed to be there. He says, I don't want you to have any regrets because the hardest thing was watching you watch me be sick. He says, and I would not have wanted you to have been left with that memory of me taking my last breath. And my stepmom watched him die. He, she watched it. And, and I I can don't. feel her squeezing his hand. Yep. And yep. you felt your dad's soul, why you felt the pain leave, because you literally, it was his soul moving through you. He just said to me, you feel more on your right side with him. So do you either hear things like his voice or does your ear get hot or do you feel like someone stands behind you? Always on my right shoulder. Um, I feel... Something. uh, So always. Like like sometimes I glance over my shoulder and I'm like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and then... I, when, when my ears ring, it's usually on the right, the right side. So know that that's him. Yeah. But you, uh, but I'm also going to say this to you. Do your hands get hot? Yes. My whole body gets hot, but Um, my, something's been going on weird with with your hands. hands. I also do feel like it's because you are a healer. So like I heal with the words that I speak. So do you know about energy work and about like Reiki and stuff? Reiki. Because that yep. that's why the hot, when when my hands get hot, that's my symbol for, so when my ear gets hot, it means someone actually hears spirit or they feel things yeah. here. When my hands get hot, which really isn't too common. It's supposed to touch. Yeah, or just move the energy. And yeah. I, I, I just saw something, which I don't really see. I saw you like doing like body scans. So do you do that on yourself or do you like kind of like align your chakras and then like- Absolutely. Okay, so when you do that or when your hands get hot, it's almost like immediately go into whatever preparation that you typically do or whatever yeah. you could do for yourself to kind of- To ground myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Did you just wow. get rid of people? Um, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Did you just kind of um, uh, let go of certain- people in your life. So know that um, you needed to clean house for yourself. Yeah. Hardest thing, but um, necessary. Wow. Um, Sorry, you you took me there, Teresa. Um, Losing my dad was one of the hardest things Obviously. Sure. Losing people that are still alive. And even though you know that you're supposed to lose them because you know it's not health. What you Mm -hmm. said earlier, you said, you know, like, I'm my peace, right? Yeah. 
And I've found that, I've realized that since my dad died, like I'm my piece, like mm-hmm. I have to keep this and I have to maintain this. And mm-hmm. if there are people, no matter how much I love them, if they are detrimental to my peace and my healing yeah. and figuring out my journey and what my soul's purpose is, they can't be here. But oh my God, has it been so hurtful. It's hurtful, it's hard. But you know what I think I, I also realized, and this might help you or someone listening, I, I also believe that people come into our life for a moment, a chapter, mm-hmm. a, a lifetime, season. or mm-hmm. a lifetime. Or a lifetime. Or many lifetimes. And I yes. think that is something that we have to realize when we have to let go of someone or even something. You know, when it it I I when I wrote it's it's so interesting too. Um when I wrote uh the my book Good Morning, which was two years prior to COVID. Yeah. And the book is basically a loss is a loss. And I wrote someone literally just said to me yesterday at, at my live show, they said to me, You wrote about losing a friend. She said, I never it never occurred to me that I had to mourn that friendship. She goes, you talked about things in this book that nobody ever talks about. Right, and because it's people so think true. grief is, yeah, people think grief is only Death. when someone dies. But yeah. did you ever think about mourning or grieving an argument? Or a divorce? Yeah. Like you can oh, grieve still, those things. Uh, I will, I, I still do. I mean, I'm, I'm divorced. Yeah. I still yeah, do. Yeah, me too. I, I would not change where I am in my life and I love Larry for who we were and, and what we created. But there is that time where we have to just let go and it's, and it's hard. And, you will, and I say, I will grieve that for the rest of my life. But healing, so whether if it is someone or something, we will grieve it for the rest of our lives. But healing is something completely different. Yeah. So don't it is. confuse and the two. And come I come on now. Don't confuse the two. <laughs> Write it down, Emma. That's my producer, Emma. Don't confuse the two. <laughs> Write that one down. We got to keep that one. Do not yeah. confuse the two. Please yeah. don't, because it's so important. Your healing yeah. is not the same as your grief. They don't like, oh my gosh, I love it. And, and the other thing is that we're not going to feel the same as everyone else. So it's the same thing. Somebody could lose their loved one to the same disease, illness, tragedy. Well, doesn't mean you're going to feel the same. Doesn't mean you're going to grieve the same. You're not going to connect the same way. And the main thing that I've learned in life, Danielle, is things happen for me, not to me. Come on. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. always say what happened, what happened, what happened to me happened for me. And I know that there's people don't always see that perspective. And I know there are people who are like, my trauma didn't make me this way. I'm like, you you can say it that way if you want to, but everything that's ever awful Mm -hmm. that has happened to me legitimately has 
made me grow exponentially. Right. It's it's shifted me into this version of myself. It's made me understand what I tolerate, I encourage, and so I don't tolerate certain things anymore. Mm-hmm. When we talk about really owning that I am my peace, yeah. I could have never stepped into that without all the awful things that happened, happened not to me, but for but me. For you. And literally that's how mm-hmm. I see it. And so it's just, it's so refreshing to talk to you, Teresa, because you've been in the in the game for a long time and it's and you still you still speak about spirituality as something that's like hell i don't know all the answers I but don't, like right i and i love that because yeah. you know it, it is such a vulnerable space to be in when you're talking about things that people don't fully understand yeah. and you're you're really getting ready to change like i'm going to change my life with this like i firmly believe that this is what i'm supposed to do and I have no doubt in my mind, I think that I finally gave up imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of it is me, but I also think that my dad is my biggest cheerleader right now. And I can Absolutely. feel him all the time. Mm-hmm. I can feel him all the time, Teresa. That's like so beautiful. In my whole soul, I feel him. And I, I selfishly, I'm going to ask one final question about my dad because you're here and I got, your, mm-hmm. I got you here. I know I don't need you to tell me this but I know you feel things and I can't feel him. Sometimes I begged him to pop up in my dreams. It took, it took a year for him to pop up. But you can't but what, do that. I know, I know. You can't I know, do but that. I, I wanted it so bad. I just was, I was begging him. Listen, I'm like, I know I'm capable. Come here. What are you doing? Danielle, I've been begging them for the lotto numbers all these years. Crickets, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing. But he knows, right? Like he yes. knows how much I love oh. him. Like even when I was angry at him and when I said mean things because he, he was an alcoholic. He just said to me, I took response. He took responsibility for his actions. But no matter what, you were always there for him. Always. Literally always. And even always. when he goes, even when I disappointed her and didn't show up for her when she needed me. When I did, she was mad and she let me know it, but then we could go on and have our lunch or ice cream or whatever it was. But she just let me know. I always knew where I stood with her is what he just told me. Is that correct? It is. Yes. I, when I tell you, even when I He's couldn't so stand handsome. that man. He's so handsome. He literally just <laughs> said to me, he goes, I cannot believe you have not mentioned to my daughter not once how handsome I am. I feel like he's so, <laughs> he's so dapper. Like he's all dressed. Like he's such a <laughs> fancy schmancy. I bet he is. Oh my God. He's probably in all his glory right now. And I'm so happy that he is in all his glory because this, his, his Uh, physical being I'm going to just say this. I'm just going to say this. He just said, he said, Teresa, he said, I think the thing that I love about my daughter is that she always saw what I had trouble expressing. I didn't have the ability to unconditionally love. He says, I'm not making excuses. Oh, for- that you don't even have to. He did not. I know he was not capable he, of that. He said, because I wasn't he taught never, it. I, he I never, never received it. Yep. So he, he says, never received but I, it. I, he goes, from her mom and from her. I, but it was so hard still to execute it on, on the daily. You would get glimpses of it. You know, what's really interesting to me that you said from, let me tell you something, what I, why I know, not that I ever doubted you, but Teresa, what you just said is from my mom and from me. Here's the crazy part. My mom and my dad were best friends. They divorced years ago. Do you know that my mom was the very last person Mm -hmm. at the funeral home? Even he had a wife and my mom was still the very last one. She needed to make sure that 
everything was going to be perfect. And not only that, but mm-hmm. my dad's wife, my stepmom, recently dropped my dad, not in like a mean, petty way, but just like in a, I'm returning him to his rightful love. Like mm-hmm. she brought his ashes to my mom and she said, there's never been a question who wow. loved him like this. It's you and these kids. And it, wow. if anybody, you saying like my mom and me, when I tell you my mom rode for my dad to a point where she pissed me off sometimes because I'm like, he's mean and abusive. Why would you love him like this? And she just always did. Mm-hmm. She showed him unconditional love. And I think he was my first taste of real, genuine, unconditional love because there were moments that I could have hated him and mm-hmm. should have at some points. And I couldn't, I loved him so mm-hmm. deeply. Just and like so your mom. It just, just like my mom. My mom loved him and I, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't. And I'm just so grateful that he mm-hmm. really knew like no matter how much he pissed me off and I, he knew it because I told his ass many times, <laughs> but, that he, but, but that he knew that I really right? genuinely mm-hmm. loved him unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I was not anticipating all of these things today, Teresa, but I'm See? so grateful. But because you also came with no expectation. Very true. You said that. You said yeah. it. You said, don't do it. Just don't come. Don't do it. Just come. And, and you know, I'm going to, I also want to say this, and it's something that I also, I think um, it's important. I mean, listen, I, I'm old school. I, I have social media. I vote because it's the, the new rave, right? This yes. is what it is. But I've learned, and I find myself uh, implying it more and more over the past 10 years, we don't have to understand everything. Amen. There are certain things that, and I say it all the time. I say, listen, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll find out when I get to the other side. Because people will say to me, especially the the people that don't, I don't like to use the word skeptic. I like to use, that they, they don't understand. They go, well, what if there's nothing? I go, well, if there's nothing, we're not going to know about it. So why not be happy, right? And be positive and have something to look forward to. Because if there is nothing, then we're not going to know that there's nothing. <laughs> But we're gonna live. But we're gonna live a positive, beautiful life, and we don't have to understand something. And I really do believe that there are some things that we're just not meant to know. Right. I when I we don't put, have to. That's yeah. magical. Not knowing some right. things are meant to not know. You just some things you just experience. Some things you just feel. Yep. You don't have to know or understand everything. And if we could peel back that yes. layer of needing to mm-hmm. know all the answers. Yes we would be so much happier. A thousand percent. And it's the same thing with signs and symbols. I always say to people, you know why signs come out of nowhere or when you least expect it? Because that's the sign. You can't say to your loved ones, okay, dad, I know it's going to be you if I'm going to see 10 red cardinals, four butterflies, and two double rainbows by August 31st. (laughs) Like not double rainbows. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. It's like that moment where you're riding in the car and you change the channel and that old song comes on and you're like, oh my God. That reminds me of my dad. That's the soul getting you to do something to say, I'm with you. Or when you notice the change on the floor, like, why is this quarter here? Like, that's weird. That's spirit. When you look at the clock and the time is always the same, or when out of nowhere, you even said you smell something that reminds you of them and there's no reason why. Just embrace the moment. Don't make things complicated. By trying to explain how yes. you smell it. Just smell it. And just smell it and feel it. <laughs> and I say, and be thankful that they gave you a little hello from heaven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Teresa, please, please, please tell everyone how they can find you. Obviously, you have so many things. You have books, you have shows, you have yes. love and compassion and a beautiful spirit. Oh, thank please, you. Please tell them so how you to can, find you. You can find me 
uh, TeresaCaputo.com. That's my website where you can find everything in social media. I'm Teresa Caputo with a little blue check. But really, I'm really excited to share this with you. Um, I just did a special for uh, TLC for Long Island Medium uh, in memory of 9-11. Wow. And that's I, a big day for, for a lot of people. Years. But it also is for you because that was when you really started to figure yeah. out those gifts, right? And nobody nobody wow. really knows that. And the thing, Danielle, is what do you think of when you first hear of 9-11? You think of the Twin Towers, right? New York City? Absolutely. Yeah. I visited Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Mm. What an... Um, I... Every being of me is just tingling and I, I have so many emotions. What an amazing and beautiful experience. And they all, every single person on that plane died a hero. The things and, that oh, I learned for, about Shanksville and oh, even I at- just got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even oh, at the goodness. Pentagon, so many things that I didn't realize and the people that I read and their stories- yeah, you have to watch. It's uh, September, 9th, September 9th at 10 o'clock on TLC. If you have Discovery Plus, you can get it uh, at any time after on September 9th. It is, I think, besides um, my children, I think it's one of the number one things that I'm so proud of, that I had such an I'm- honor to do that. I know that's right. And I just love your spirit, Teresa. You're such a feeler. It's so evident. Oh. And I, you know, it's crazy because I... Literally, when when Emma, my producer, was like, we got to get Teresa on, I was like, tell her I interviewed her. Tell her we connected. Tell her I could feel her spirit. Tell her, please. I'm like, I got to get her on. I would, because I I just, there was some, I I wasn't, I knew, like I felt things, but I I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything compared to where I am now. And I think my dad dying really triggered that. But I knew sitting next to you, not because you're a medium, not because it, I just could feel your mm-hmm. spirit and I just knew I wanted to be around you. Aww. And and that is such a, a gift to the world. And for you to be so vulnerable and to talk about the things, like you literally teared up and I could see it. I could feel the emotion of you talking about the stories that you heard yeah. when you were interviewing these people. And I'm just so grateful for people like you. I, I'm starting to realize there's so much more of us than I even ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And if we could just be honest and start yeah. talking about it, we would be really, yes. really aware that there's so many of us. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, it was, so many I'm of so us. glad we reconnected. And the second they told me, I was like, I know, I could describe you to a T, to a T. Oh, so it's so nice even after all these years to reconnect with you. I'm so sorry for the loss of your dad, but what a beautiful connection we made today. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Teresa. Oh, thank you. Okay, so if you've made it this far, you've listened to part one and part two of the amazing Teresa Caputo, Long Island Medium. She gave us so much, so much to think about, so much to digest. And I have a few takeaways that that I'm going to sit with and maybe will help you as you process all these amazing things that she gifted us with. The first thing is, is that we all have spiritual gifts. I really do believe that. And and when she talked about that, I felt that in my soul because from the time that I was a little girl, I felt things deeply and I felt things even when other people didn't understand them or, you know, there's a lot of people who have to see something to believe it. Well, those people, it's they struggle with faith, right? I don't have to see something to believe it. I feel it, right? And I believe it. I believe my feelings, but it has taken me a long time to trust my feelings. Why? Well, because of the same reason why you doubt yourself. 
We live in a world that is constantly telling us, hmm, don't trust your intuition, don't trust your gut. You can't be right, but you are right. Nobody knows you better than you. You have to learn to slow down and hear yourself, feel yourself, think about what your body is telling you. Trust your intuition. How is your body reacting to different things? Because if you can get in better contact and better mm, alignment with yourself, I bet you that you can realign with the spirit world too. I don't think it should be this difficult for us. From what I gather, we have these spirit guides and these angels and our ancestors who are just literally begging, waiting for us to ask for help, waiting for us to ask for what we need so that they can give it to us, so that they can guide us and they can help us. But you got to believe it. You got to trust it, right? Now, I can't force you to trust and believe, but what I can tell you is that I had my first spiritual awakening in 2011 right on the cusp of 2011, 2012. It was when my grandpa passed away and he visited me. And years later, it it took a long time before I really understood how significant that change was going to be in my life. But I think once you come to terms with the fact that there is something so much bigger than you, there are so many more things at play. And I'm not just talking about God. I'm not talking about Christianity. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about spirituality, which is different, right? But once you know for sure that something is bigger than you, something is out there that is rooting for you, right? You move differently. You navigate the world differently. Teresa Caputo is an amazing person and she absolutely has spiritual gifts, but so do we. And she said that. Maybe we just got to start over. Maybe we got to slow down and we have to remember who we are. I'll tell you who I am. I am a spiritual being having a human experience. That is exactly who I am. And I know that. And nobody can convince me otherwise because nobody knows me like I know me. Like I choose to water my spirituality. I choose to believe that my ancestors are showing up for me, that my spirit guides wants what's best for me. And demons? I don't know about them, but I know they better run because I am light and I am love and they don't want it over here. Trust and believe they don't want none of this. Oh, I'm so grateful that Teresa Caputo came on to the show. Make sure you check out Long Island Medium. And if you have a question you would like us to answer, make sure you send a voice memo to hahopodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at hahopodcast. I'm your host, Miss Danielle. Ooh, spirituality is my ish. Please DM me to talk to me about it if you want to. Our executive producer is Emma Martins. Help a Human Out is produced by Red Rock Music and is powered by Acast. We'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 